0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Greetings comrades, and welcome to the Eastern Border. Today is June 14th. Well, probably June 15th, maybe if you're listening to this, but the idea is that it's June 14th for me when I'm Preparing this episode. This is the June deportation Day. Today, in 1941, in the year that is known as the year of horror, or the horrid year, in the Baltics, not only here, also in uh, western Ukraine and Belarus and all around the place, the Soviets deported, Stalin deported hundreds of thousands, over a million people from all these areas together and proportionally baltics got hit a lot but ukrainians did too this is the reason why we understand what's happening in ukraine when they're talking about deportation of their children we know this stuff we all suffered this is a remembrance day the worst part is this was only the beginning of our suffering and everything but you know for today i wanted to go back to the past a bit to the origins of this show after all we started this as, as a show that would explain how it was like to live in the Soviet Union. And today I can do that once again. I can do that and it's relevant because it's June 14th. And there is a little something that maybe you people in the West need to understand how it was going on and why we in the Baltics are so pro Ukraine and what is it that we fight against. So you yeah, have a listener, Amara. She's a professor of, uh, I think, planetology, and she's a great fan and a listener of the show. And she's provided me with some interesting things. Namely, what I'm going to read to you is the translation of the Russian document for the deportation instructions provided by eyewitness general Stasis Ratiskis, a former commander-in-chief of the Lithuanian army. And this has been from the former NKVD office in Lithuania. The source, by the way, is the Congress Kirsten Committee, starting in 1953, the year when Stalin died, which investigated the USSR aggression, with hundreds of eyewitness interviews and released a bunch of reports. And this is the translation that came from an eyewitness in Lithuanian KVD who carried that stuff out and who built all this stuff against us. What I have here, then are basically the instructions for the NKVD, later later KGB officers, on what then to do with us in the Baltics. How we are to be deported. That's not going to be an easy read, but that again, what is on this show. But I think you should hear this and understand that when they talk about deportations, deportations of children in Ukraine, they mean something very similar. And this is why we understand. Baltic States Investigation, Exhibit 16. Received June 7, 1941. Incoming number 24. Strictly secret. Instructions regarding the manner of conducting the deportation of the anti-Soviet elements from Lithuania, Latvia and Estonia. 1 general situation. The deportation of anti-Soviet elements from the Baltic states is a task of great political importance. Its successful execution depends upon the extent to which the country operative triumvirates and operative headquarters are capable of carefully working out a plan for executing the operations and of foreseeing in advance all indispensable factors. Moreover, the basic premise is that the operation should be conducted without noise and panic, so as not to permit any demonstrations and other excesses, not only by the deportees, but also by a certain part of the surrounding population, inimically inclined toward the Soviet administration. Instructions regarding the matter of conducting the operations are described below. They should be adhered to, but, in in individual cases, the collaborators conducting the operations may and should, depending upon the peculiarity, peculiarity, sorry, of the concrete circumstances of the operations, and in order to evaluate correctly the situation, make different decisions for the same purpose, viz. to execute the task given them without noise and panic. 2. Manner of issuing instructions. The instructing of operative groups should be done by the country triumvirates within as short a time as possible on the day before the beginning of the operations taking into consideration the time necessary for traveling to the place of operations. The county triumvirates previously prepared necessary transportation for transferring the operative groups to the villages in the locale of operations. In regard to the question of allotting the necessary number of automobiles and wagons for transportation, the county triumvirates will consult the leaders of the Soviet party organizations on the spot. Premises in which to issue instructions must be carefully prepared in advance. And their capacity, exits, entrances, and the possibility of strangers entering must be taken into consideration during the time instructions are issued the build, uh, during the time instructions are issued. The building must be securely guarded by the administrative workers in case anyone among these participating in the operations should fail to appear for instructions. The county triumvirate should immediately take measures to substitute the absentee from a reserve, from a reserve force which should be provided in advance. The triumvirate, through its representative, should notify the officers gathered of the decision of the government to deport an accounted for contingent of anti-Soviet elements from the territory of the respective republic or region. Moreover, a brief explanation should be given as to what the deportees represent. Special attention of the local Soviet party workers gathered for instructions should be drawn to the fact that the deportees are enemies of the Soviet people, and that, therefore, the possibility of an armed attack on the part of the deportees is not excluded. Number 3. Matter of obtaining documents. After the issuance of general instructions to the operative groups, they should definitely be issued documents regarding the deportees. Personal files of the deportees must be previously discussed and settled by the operative groups of townships and villages, so that there are no obstacles in issuing them. After receiving the personal files, the senior member of the operative group acquaints himself with the personal files of the family, which he will have to deport. He must check the number of necessary persons in the family, the number of necessary forms to be filled out by the deportee, and transportation for moving the deportee, and he should receive exhaustive answers to questions not clear to him. At the time when the files are issued, the county triumvirate must explain to each senior member of the operative group where the deported family is to be settled and describe the route to be taken to the place of deportation. Routes to be taken by the administrative personnel with the deported families to the railway station for embarkation must also be fixed. It is also necessary to point out places where reserve military troops are placed in case it should become necessary to call them out during possible excesses. Possession and state of arms and ammunition must be checked throughout the whole operative personnel. Weapons must be completely ready for battle, loaded, but the cartridge should not be kept in the chamber. Weapons should be only used as a last resort when the operative group is attacked or threatened with an attack, or when any resistance is shown. Point 4. manner of executing deportation. Should a number of families be deported from one spot, one of the operative workers is appointed senior in regard to deportation from the village and his orders are to be obeyed by the, by the operative personnel in that village. Having arrived in the village, the operative groups must get in touch, ob- observing the necessary secrecy, with the local authorities, chairman, secretary or members of the village Soviets, and should ascertain from them the exact dwelling of the families to be deported. After that, the operative groups together with the local authorities go to the families to be banished. The operation should be commenced at daybreak. Upon entering the home of the person to be banished, the senior member of the operative group should gather the entire family of the deportee into one room, taking all necessary precautionary measures against any possible excesses. After having checked the members of the family against the list, the location of those absent and the number of persons sick should be ascertained, after which they should be called upon to give up their weapons. Regardless of whether weapons are surrendered or not, the deportee should be personally searched and then the entire premises should be searched in in order to uncover weapons. During the search of the premises, one of the members of the operative group should be left on guard over to deportees. Should the search disclose hidden weapons, but in small numbers, they should be collected and distributed among the operative group. Should many weapons be discovered, they should be piled into the wagon or automobile which brought the operating group after the locks have been removed. Ammunition should be packed and loaded together with the rifles. If necessary, a convoy for transporting the weapons should be mobilized with an adequate guard. Should weapons, counter-revolutionary pamphlets, literature, foreign currency, large quantities of valuables, etc. be disclosed, A short search act should be drawn up on the spot which should describe the hidden weapons or counter-revolutionary literature. Should there be any armed resistance, the question of arresting the persons showing armed resistance and of sending them to the county branch of the People's Commissariat of Public Security should be decided by the county triumvirates. An act should be drawn up regarding those deportees hiding themselves before the deportation Or being sick, and this act should be signed by the chairman of the Soviet Party organization. After the search, the deportees should be notified that upon the decision of the government, they are being banished to other regions of the Union. The deportees are permitted to take with them household necessities of not more than 100 kilograms in weight. And then there's a list. 1. Suit. 2. Shoes. 3. Underwear. 4. Bed linen. 5. Dishes. 6. Glasses. 7. Kitchen utensils. 8. Food. An estimated month's supply to a family. 9. The money at their disposal. 10. Have a sack or box in which to pack the articles. It is recommended that large articles be taken. Should the contingent be deported to rural districts, they are permitted to take with them a small agricultural inventory access saws and other articles, which should then be tied together and packed separately from other articles. So that, when embarking on the deportation train, they are loaded into special freight cars. In order not to mix them with articles belonging to others, the name, father's name, and village of the deportee should be written on his packed property. When loading these articles into the cars, measures should be taken so that the deportee cannot use them as means of resistance while the column is moving along the highway. At the time of loading, the operative groups together with representatives of the Soviet party organizations shall prepare a list of the property and manner in which it is to be preserved in accordance with instructions received by them. If the deportee has at his own disposal means of transportation, his property is loaded into the vehicle and together with his family is sent to the designated point of embarkation. If the deportees do not have their own means of transportation, wagons are mobilized in the village by the local authorities upon directives of the senior member of the administrative group. All persons entering the home of the deportees during the execution of the operations or found there at the moment when these operations are begun must be detained until the conclusion of the operations and their relationship to the deportee should be ascertained. This is done in order to disclose policemen, military police, and other persons hiding from investigation. Having checked the detained persons and ascertained that there are persons in whom the contingent is not interested, they are to be liberated. Should the inhabitants of the village begin begin to gather around the home of the deportee during the operations, they should be called upon to disperse to their homes, and crowds should not be permitted to be formed. Should the deportee refuse to open the door of his home, in spite of the fact that he is aware that members of the people's commissariat of public security are there, the door should be broken down. In individual cases, neighboring operative groups performing operations in that vicinity should be called upon to assist. The conveyance of the deportees from the villages to the gathering place of the railway station should by all means be done in daylight. Moreover, efforts should be made that the gathering of each family should not take more than two hours. In all cases throughout the operations, firm and decisive action should be taken without the slightest pomposity, noise, or panic. It is categorically forbidden to take any articles away from the deportees, except weapons, counter-revolutionary literature, and foreign currency, or to use the food of the deportees. Side note from me, yeah, you can guess how much that part was obeyed. All members of the operations must be warned that they will be held strictly responsible for attempts to appropriate individual articles belonging to the deportees. Again, guess how much that happened. Point five. Manner of separating deportee from his family. In view of the fact that a large number of deportees must be arrested and placed in special camps... Hmm, yeah and their families settled at special points in distant regions. It is necessary to execute the operation of deporting both the members of his family as well as the deportee simultaneously, without informing them of the separation confronting them. After having made the search and drawn up the necessary documents for identification in the home of the deportee, the administrative workers shall draw up documents for the head of the family and place them in his personal file but the documents drawn up for the members of his family should be placed in the personal file of the deportee's family. The moving of the entire family, however, to the station should be done in one vehicle, and only at the station should the head of the family be placed separately from his family in a railway car specifically intended for heads of families. While gathering together the family in the home of the deportee, the head of the family should be warned that personal mail articles are to to be packed into a separate suitcase as a sanitary inspection will be made of the deported men separately from the women and children. At the stations, the possessions of heads of families subject to arrest should be loaded into railway cars assigned to them, which will be then designated by special operative workers appointed for that purpose. 6. Matter of convoying the deportees it is strictly prohibited for the operatives convoying the vehicle-moved column or of deportees to sit in the wagons of the deportees. The operatives must follow by the side and at the rear of the column of deportees. The senior operator of the convoy should periodically go around the entire column to check the correctness of movement. The convoy must act particularly carefully in conducting the column of deportees through inhabited spots as well as in meeting passers-by. They should see that there are no attempts made to escape, and no exchange of words should be permitted between the deportees and passers-by. Point seven, manner of embarking. At each point of embarkation, the members of the operative triumvirate and the person specially appointed for that purpose shall be responsible for the embarkation. On the day of the operations, the chief of the point of embarkation, together with the chief of the echelon of the Convoying Military Forces of the People's Commissariat of Internal Affairs, shall examine the railway cars for furnished to see whether they are supplied with all necessities. bunks, bedpans, lanterns, railings, etc. Um, Side note, they never were. And no one cared, but fine. And shall discuss with the commander of the echelon the manner in which the latter will take over the deportees. Embarkation station shall be encircled by the soldiers of the convoying troops of the People's Commissariat of Internal Affairs. The senior member of the operative group shall deliver to the commander of the echelon one copy of the list of deportees in each railway car. The commander of the echelon thereupon shall call out the deportees according to this role and shall carefully check each family and designate their place in the railway car. The possessions of the deportees should be loaded into the car together with the deportees with exception of the small agricultural inventory which should be loaded into a separate car. The deportees shall be loaded into railway cars by families. It is not permitted to break up a family, with the exception of heads of families subject to arrest. An estimate of 25 persons to a car should be observed. After the railway car uh, has been filled with the necessary number of families, it should be locked. After the people have been taken over and loaded in the Echelon train, the commander of the train shall bear responsibility for all the persons turned over to him for their reaching the destination. After turning over the deportees, the senior member of the operative group shall draw up a report to the effect that he has performed the operations entrusted to him and address the report to the chief of the county operative triumvirate. The report should briefly contain the number of the deportee, whether any weapons and counter-revolutionary literature were discovered and how the operations ran. Having placed the deportees on the echelon of deportees and submitted reports to the results of the operations performed, members of the operative group shall be considered free and shall act in accordance with the instructions of the chief of the county branch of the People's Commissariat of Public Security. Deputies, People, Commissar of State, Security of the USSR, Commissar of the State, Security of the Third Rank, signed Serov, correct, signed Mashkin. And this is how, you know, you get a bunch of people sent, you know, loaded up into carts meant for cattle and sent off to Siberia. Well, of course, all these nice little things about everything happening and everything. Yeah, that's weird. And, you know, they've been forced to leave their own homes away and they're only allowed to bring very little things with them. Oh, and counter-revolutionary literature would be, you know, anything from anything related from, from independent Latvia era or even independent Latvia era money. And, of course, everything was taken from them, and they were driven to Siberia in cattle wagons. Many died on the way, even more died on on the spot over there when they were driven out in the snow, made to, you know, make their own habitations for the night again in the snow of Siberia, and then forced to walk more, and then, you know, starting to build up open spaces for themselves in these uninhabited lands far, far away from home. And those heads of state in these special camps, well, obviously we're talking about your neighborhood-friendly gulag. This is why fucking tankies piss me off so much. I, I, I'm sorry if I read this in a joyful manner, but that's that's how I imagined your stupid, naive KGB officer would be reading them. Someone actually believes all this nonsense. So many people died. This was an extermination campaign just to get us out. And afterwards, they just colonized the whole area. By meticulously sending the ethnic Russians in to make everyone, not just here in the Baltics, everywhere, Ukraine, Georgia, everywhere, in these so called national republics, we were supposed to become a minority in our own nationalities. This wasn't a, a crazy massacre full of hate, no. It was a documented, cold, logical extermination campaign with documents that everyone ignored. Because obviously, who's going to check? The three guys taking you somewhere, those are the three guys this is the this is the day of the deportations, and as you can hear it's kind of hard for me to speak, and I still need to finish articles for foreign policy magazine I'm over deadline anyways, but this joyful, cold, harsh document is something that you guys need to understand. They do not kill you because they hate you, they kill you because bureaucracy. This is why I'm saying that, you know, after the war ends, Putin does not need to be shot. I want to show him our bureaucracy with defense lawyers and all that stuff. Same with Gyrke. Again, today is deportation day. These were people who were packed up in cattle wagons. Everything they owned, like, stolen from them. Because <laughs> do you think happened with the homes of these people, that, you know, they were sent away. And they were just sent off to Siberia to die and many taken to gulags. Happy starvation, I suppose. And, you know, some people say I make stupid jokes about the war or that my humor is too dark. Well, it has to be. I can't do this otherwise. This is the tragedy of my people. It's also the tragedy of Ukrainians and Belarusians and Estonians and Lithuanians, of all of us here. They exterminated us like cattle, taken to the slaughter. Because we didn't know better at that time. Well, now we do. And if you can, please consider becoming a patron of the show, if you enjoy it, at patreon.com slash so border. Or, you know, you can just go to my homepage, theeasternborder.lv and click the little donate button there. As I'm going to go to Ukraine in July, and that's being finally finally finalized that i'm trying to deal with all this mess and saving up some funds the t-shirts need to be mailed off i need some help with all this situation that's why i'm also trying to build some audience if i manage to you know increase the ad revenue or something maybe i can hire somebody and then he can help me with my project and i can just move this forward because so far it's me and the editor and that's about it and some volunteers on discord But, you know, I'm not being sent to Siberia. I'm not being sent to die. My relatives were, though. And we have long memories here in the Baltics. But, as always, happiness is mandatory.